Welcome, Fit Fam, to the next episode of Bikini Things. We've got a really great topic today. I've got my friend Michelle here, and we're going to talk about living a plant based fitness lifestyle. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, welcome. Thanks for being here. I'm excited to have you. This is this is actually a topic I've wanted to do for a while because I think a lot of women, um, it appeals to a lot of women to live a plant-based lifestyle, to live a vegan lifestyle, and, and you and I met doing some promo work and kind of connected a little bit over that. Um, I was vegetarian for a long time growing up, and, and I think there's also a little bit of some similarities between somebody who decides to restrict or just modify their diet in some ways, mm-hmm. um, the same way that competitors do yeah yeah exactly we we talked about that a lot just in terms of having some sort of restriction in your diet uh whether that's i mean there's so there's so many diets out there nowadays it's there are it's kind of crazy i was i was looking some stuff up and i was like there's stuff i've never even heard of before but beyond just vegan and plant-based we've got lacto-vegetarian ovo-vegetarian yeah pescatarian Keto, flexitarian, yeah. <laughs> freeganism. Reducitarian. Oh, gosh. Vegan, I think, is a new one. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah, vegan is... I've seen bars that... I didn't even look at what was on the label. I saw bars at a supplement store that I went to, went into recently that said pegan, like P-E-G-A-N. And my guess is it's paleo or paleo yeah, and, vegan, and vegan, but I don't know. I yeah. just... I forgot to like go look at it because it just kind of confused me a little bit. Yeah, and I think but. a lot of there's a lot of confusion um, in general just with like even plant based and vegan. Those are two different things that are often used interchangeably, and they actually have their own meanings. Mm-hmm. Meanings, because <laughs> um, plant based is more you're fully um, having like whole foods, so yeah. trying to avoid all that processed food. While vegan is more of a uh, it's like a lifestyle. It's more about that morale piece of it, I think. And that's why a lot of people kind of use it interchangeably, but there are kind of different lifestyle changes and choices, the reasons why people go one or the other. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I wanted to first kind of introduce you. So if you guys are not familiar with Michelle, We'll put her Instagram on the podcast. Um, Michelle Keeping It Fit is her Instagram handle. And she's a trainer here at uh, SoCal Gold's Gym. And so one question I wanted to ask you was, how did you first get into fitness? How did you get into health? Just paying attention to what what your nutrition was, what your diet was like. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Yeah, so I I moved down here. I'm originally from the Bay Area, uh, Northern California. And I moved down here to go uh, play softball for college. And I played sports my whole life. I played five sports in high school. So I've always been- Yeah, five (laughs) sports. Wow. I've always been super, super active. Um, But when I came down for college, I was, you know, I was taking weight training classes. And so I was hitting the gym more than I had before. And I think for me, it was like, I can eat whatever I want because I'm, you know, weight training. And I'm so active. Yeah, I'm so active. But- Freshman year, I mean, you've heard the term freshman 15, right? Yeah. So I definitely, I gained a lot of weight my freshman year, and it continued on to sophomore year, and then I quit softball, and everyone was like, well, you'll blow up even more, you know? And so that was kind of where I wanted to prove people wrong and be Uh like, okay, I'm focusing on what I'm actually eating and fitness, and uh, I started this specific workout program, and I ended up losing maybe like 
35 pounds when I first switched over my lifestyle. Wow. Yeah. So for me, it was like, I wanted to be healthy. I was strong. I could mm-hmm. hit a ball, you know, but I couldn't, I wasn't healthy mm-hmm. in, by any means. So that was kind of what got me into it. And then, and that was in 2015. So mm-hmm. three years later, I'm now certified personal trainer, working over at Gold's Gym and just trying to make that same impact that fitness yeah. and health made on me, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. So when you say you weren't healthy, like what did, what did that look like to you or what did that feel like? And then, and then what program did you decide to go pursue to try to make a lifestyle change? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was sophomore year. So I was, it was my first time living outside of like a dorm setting and I was talking about like 7-Eleven slushy trips, Taco Bell, Yum. like all the time. <laughs> Yum. Um, just definitely not caring about what I put in my body and feeling sick all the time, feeling like, feeling always bloated and just not, there was a lot of like mental health too. It was like the, the two of them kind of went together. Like I wasn't happy with how my body was looking and even looking back, I didn't have any photos, that many photos of me just because I was not liking what, what I was looking like and not feeling good inside and out in terms of just overall like quality of life but yeah so then I made that switch and started I think for me it just started with like cooking at home more Mm -hmm. Um, that was like the big big swap okay and what types of things were you cooking at the time that was when so when I first started health I was cooking more like um, I was eating a lot of chicken brown rice veggies very like just basic, basic simple yeah. foods, simple yeah. Foods, but like bro foods, but yeah, exactly. But make <laughs> got the bro like food diet going from Taco Bell, you know, yeah. so frequently or McDonald's and whatnot yeah. to just incorporating like real food mm-hmm. in my diet made a huge, huge difference. Yeah, yeah. And how did you? I mean, did you just kind of have an idea of okay, chicken and vegetables and rice are good for me, or did you have some type of resource or person that you got information from? It was, it was a combination. I think during this time was when I really got involved on Instagram, just following a bunch of people. And that's where, that was your other question. Uh, I started following Kayla Itziness. Okay. She's the BBG. A, yeah. She, BBG, yes. Bikini Body Guide, um, Australian based. Yeah. I mean, she's, I guess if you don't know her, she's probably one of the biggest fitness influencers, yeah. people out there. Cause I think she was one of the first and yeah. Um, especially for, she's kind of, I think they give her the, the title, I guess, of like the person that started the fitness movement for women. I think that's like the big thing too. Cause there was other kind of programs and stuff, but a lot of them weren't focused specifically for women. And that's what, I mean, bikini body guide was very much, yeah. um, something that women saw and were like, Oh, I want, I want that. I want to look like her. I want, you know, so I think she has probably 10 million followers now not more so she's still very much influencing yeah yeah and I think I kind of in my mind I think I associate her with the beginning of like the thin spo or the mm-hmm. fit spo mm-hmm. movement because I think fitness for women was around maybe not in the same way and I think it's kind of taken a little bit of a, a turn in the last few years um to be more 
weight focused focus, and, yeah. and hers is maybe a little bit more, I would say like plyo and yeah. just maintaining a really like thin lean look. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I remember like when I first lost some weight and I had kind of a similar period in my life where I was unhappy mm-hmm. and I felt crappy about myself. Like I remember just going on back in the day, Tumblr, like looking at pictures yep. of recipes and thin women huge, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of that is motivation for where I wanted to get myself. And um, now it's, now it's like Instagram. It's like Tumblr yeah. is such a big thing. And now Instagram, you just scroll it's through. It's kind of taken everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I used a lot of just the healthy food stuff from there. Also her Kayla's program that I had gotten included, uh, like recipes. It was like a 21 day, maybe a month, month guide of like recipes. So I kind of used that as I didn't follow it specifically, but I used it as kind of a guideline because mm-hmm. she talked about food a lot. Um, yeah. Just about different, the quality of using, having more whole foods in your diet. and Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And so you lost all this weight, lost 35 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then, and then what was next for you? Uh, for me, it was, that was when I switched over my diet. I think for, for me, I'm very much like a goal oriented person. Like I need to have some goal, something, some change happening and, so once I, I kind of hit that goal in terms of losing the weight, I was like, okay, let's let's do something else. And so that's when I switched over to pescatarian was my first transition. Um, and I went pescatarian. It was mostly vegetarian, but still had like fish occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think that was like August. And for me, that was just like, oh, let's see if I can do it. Because previously, before I had been healthy, I had been eating like I was also thinking, I was obsessed with bacon. <laughs> I like bacon. Absurd, Bacon's delicious, so I don't blame you. <laughs> bacon. Like, there was a point, yeah, my second year of college where my roommate's family was like, oh, she likes bacon, gave me like Costco size, big thing of bacon. So I was eating bacon like every day. It's delicious. I don't blame you. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, I'd never imagined that I'd be able to like cut meat yeah. out of my diet. Yeah. And I just was like, Let's see if I can. Because uh-huh. I think that's usually what people were like, oh, you're vegan? Like, I can never do that. And I was mm-hmm. one of those people. I was like, what? Yeah. Not have, not have bacon? Are you kidding? Yeah. What kind of lifestyle is that? Like, so did you start out just vegetarian and then so I did, go to vegan? Or so how did, did that So I did pescatarian. Work? It was pescatarian and then vegetarian. And then my transition was like, I was eating vegetarian and then I'm lactose intolerant. So Okay the big transitional piece was like, I'm getting sick. And I was choosing like, yeah, it was, it was like, I would have a lot of things that still had dairy in it, but I was vegetarian, but my stomach would get upset. And so Mm -hmm. finally I was only cooking at home vegan. And then I, um, eventually started, you know, buying vegan when I went out. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was always the challenging thing. I mean, it's one thing to, to have meals that you can prepare at home that are within that lifestyle, but Mm -hmm. when your friends are trying to go out and get food, like, especially, like, my friends love, like, sushi or love all these things. Yeah, pizza. Yeah, pizza. Mm -hmm. So many, so many things that are out there that it was, it kind of made it more difficult to, to have that, those social outings and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. So you transitioned all the way to being vegan. And what was the, for you, what was the primary motivation? Like, I know you said you're goal oriented, mm-hmm. but I have to imagine there's either a health or a humanitarian mm-hmm. intent behind that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it was 
a lot, I think when I first transitioned to, ve- to vegetarian, pescatarian, it was more the sustainability piece of it. I'm, I live in California. Everyone always talks about the California drought. So I had known about the negative impacts that uh, meat consumption in that industry does for water. So that was kind of one of the factors. And then the other factor was, um, especially for the vegan part, I watched What the Health, that documentary, and just yeah. hearing all those statistics about yeah. obesity and and diabetes and all these things and how basically it was like some of, some of the information that was out there is still... Some people don't agree with it. Some people think it was extreme. But in my my mind, I'm like, okay, I'd rather just, you know, take that out of my diet so that I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Like, there's less information out there. As long as you're you're smart about being plant-based, less less negative impacts than having meat in your diet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from a pure pure statistic sense, longevity of vegetarians is on average higher Mm -hmm. than people who eat meat like if you just look at it from that and don't dig into it any further like just from that it's like okay well that seems like this would be the healthier lifestyle but there are definitely ways you can go about either diet in a Mm -hmm. healthier or an unhealthier way like I know I knew vegetarians um you know as friends in high school or college that were just eating like pasta and french fries and they weren't vegan they're vegetarian yeah but all that stuff is, you know, French fries are vegeta- or vegan yeah. depending on what oil you fry them in. And that's the big thing with the difference between a vegan lifestyle and a plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I never really, like, I, I tried to be, it was more of a spectrum for me. I tried to be more in that plant-based lifestyle. But, you know, Oreos are vegan, right? And French fries are vegan. Oreos so are vegan? Oreos are vegan, you know Okay. That? Well, probably what, as, a few, as of a few years ago, because they took the trans fat out in the, in the early 2000s? Probably, yeah. Or something. I know that as... I didn't know Oreos were vegan. Yeah. yeah. So there's... But they wouldn't be plant... They're not plant-based because they're processed and... Yeah. You know? Yeah. All that. But they're technically... You know, if someone's vegan for humanitarian purposes and whatnot, that's... Dang. That's fine for them to eat. (laughs) Okay. So for you, where would you draw the distinction between being vegan and being plant-based? Because I guess in my mind, I would just say, oh, plant-based means vegetarian or vegan or it's like... Yeah. A bigger umbrella. So for you, like, what does that mean? Or I what mean, does that look like? Plant-based means, I mean, it means not buy, not buying those processed foods. And so okay. I think that's that's if you're only buying, like, you know, those produce items, um, you're cooking all your own food. It also has to do with uh, refined sugar. So a lot of, like, like, Sprinkles Cupcakes has a vegan cupcake, right? But mm-hmm. that, they use refined sugar, and that wouldn't be considered... Okay. Because they're vegan, but it wouldn't be considered plant based. So it'd be staying away from all those. But sugar is a plant. And, <laughs> You're like, yeah. I mean, to play devil's advocate, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Or so, if you ever look at um, like organic cereals and stuff, yeah, yeah. and they'll have on the ingredients list evaporated cane juice. I've not seen that, but you've never seen that. Okay, not to not to call people out, but look at some Kashi cereals and some <laughs> stuff like that. Evaporated cane juice. Like, what do you think that is? evaporated juice from sugar cane. Yeah. What is it? It's sugar. It's like sugar. Yeah. there's 20, I mean, there's like 20 <laughs> different names out there for sugar, but that's one way they'll kind of disguise it. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of obvious when you think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It says cane. I mean, yeah. all the different names for sugar are just. Yeah. Or like, I think like stuff like cliff bars and then things like that, where the packaging and 
the intent is to make you think like, oh, this is a really super healthy choice. Mm-hmm. You go look at it, you'll find some things that are like confusing like that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, not to throw them under the bus, but like Lenny and Larry's cookies, I think, are one of those items that everyone thinks are super healthy for you and good for you. But when you look at that nutrition label, you're like, wait, this has how much like sugar in it? It's got yeah an absurd amount of sugar. Yeah, isn't it? It's, it's I thought it was like 18 grams per one half of the cookie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I yeah. think it's 16. So I think it's, yeah, Okay, so about, th- so over 30 grams of sugar for yeah. one cookie. For one cookie, Which yeah. is insane. Like a 30, 30 grams is like if you filled a shot glass full of sugar. Yeah. And just shot it and just shot it might as well right i mean so it's i mean it's better it's probably i don't know i mean i guess it's probably better than a regular cookie in some way because maybe the saturated fat is a little less but it's still a cookie it's still a cookie yeah and i think when people like i'm not not against them i just don't think it's a good choice to use it as like a healthy item or like a protein bar i think it's a good dessert you know swap yeah you really want a cookie or a cake yeah. And you don't want to go that yeah. route of an actual cookie yeah. or cake. Or you're in, you know, for me, like I always tell people like protein bars are kind of um, a good choice when you're in a pinch and it's like mm-hmm. you're going to miss a meal, mm-hmm. you're going to be starving in a few hours, mm-hmm. and then you're much more likely to go hit the McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah. Like if it's going to keep you from doing that, it's a good choice, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be replacing lots of healthy, you know, food, nutrient-dense meals in your diet yeah. either. Yeah, exactly. So, um yeah, no, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of ways to go about it. Um, so when when were you actually vegan? Was this in college or was this kind of since this, you moved to Orange, Orange County, actually, OC area? Um, right when I finished, it was right after I graduated from my undergrad okay. that I went because I had been pescatarian and like in that transitional phase for about a year and a half. Um, and I think it was summer, yeah, su- summer is when I started only buying from the grocery store vegan. That that was kind of what started. So I was doing that, yeah, that summer right after I graduated. Okay. So that was, yeah, last year. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so what types of, like, foods were you eating? Like, what did your, what did your diet look like? It was basically breakfast was either I would do rolled oats, um, like overnight oats. Or I'd do, like, tofu scrambles. So you just take some tofu and I would drain it and then add some, like, seasoning, add spinach, mushrooms, some, any vegetables that sounded good for the day. Uh, I would do that for the morning, just eating a lot of fruit in between meals. Uh, lunch and dinner were usually some sort of, like, spaghetti squash pasta or doing, like, meat substitutes were big and still still are big in my mm-hmm. diet i think uh trader joe's has a lot of good like beefless beef and mm-hmm. chickenless chicken and all yeah. these things that i would just incorporate so uh-huh. it was like i wasn't it didn't change that much to what i was cooking at home i just was substituting okay those items were um, they like soy based like tofu or yeah it's, it's is it if, is it seitan is that how you seitan, say it? i don't know <laughs> right the wheat it's but, basically but the know, wheat yeah. the wheat based yeah, meat tempeh, substitute yeah tempeh is another tempeh, one yeah yes i think it's also. seitan but, but that's a wheat based protein like meat substitute mm-hmm. um did you know like which ones of those you were using or 
I don't. Did you have really one you sure. preferred? Yeah, it was. It was just whatever, whatever I could find that has, okay. was like a substitute. I think, um, in terms of that, and I would very much. I was very much tracking how much protein because that's yeah. That's the huge thing that everyone says when yeah. you, when you transition to vegan diet. It's protein, also B twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking that as like a supplement. Okay. That is a vitamin that's found in a lot of uh, animal-based products, dairy and... Yeah, it's really high in, in stuff like red meat. Yeah, and red meat. And so, yeah, even to this day, I, yeah, I need to be taking it again. I stopped taking the vitamins when I ran out, but... Yeah. It's... Or even just, I think just if you're, if you are eating meat, like red meat is pretty high in it. And I think something like that with a balanced diet, it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize until somebody um, spelled it out for me, but it's something like you know, orders of magnitude higher, you know, B vitamins, um, even things like CLA, like conjugated linoleic acid, which is mm-hmm. something bodybuilders take a lot to burn fat and help maintain lean muscle mass is found much like five times higher in red meat than it is like in chicken mm-hmm. or in white meat. Yeah. Stuff like that. And things like that a lot of people aren't as familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to, to get that. And then were you doing a plant-based protein or... Mm-hmm. Were you yeah. using like my fitness pal to track all this or yeah so I, I I've been using my fitness pal since I started my fitness journey that was like when I started after college and everything like I can still look at my fitness pal and see when I was at uh, my highest weight and I can see the whole decline and then the up and down of now that I'm doing more weight training um, so I was using that to just track and put in my food and then see kind of what my daily macros were so I, I was tracking more percentages not like grams but just making sure that my I was still hitting that high like 20% of my diet was okay protein okay and so I would use like protein shakes to sub if I had a day where I didn't have enough protein uh, I would definitely use not I mean there's so many I, I think I've tried almost all of the vegan protein shakes mm-hmm. I mean um, like Vegas a really good one or gain they're all all up there so that's yeah I still I still do that to this day just to make sure that I get yeah and are your are your macros similar in terms of what you're trying to eat I mean I know you're not necessarily doing a vegan lifestyle right now but mm-hmm. percentages and stuff and calories has that changed over the last like couple of years yeah I mean I've definitely I've since I'm not yeah completely vegan now I've definitely noticed that my I'm kind of going up more in protein uh, purposely, but also it's a lot, it's, it is easier, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, but I'm still, I'm still staying about the same macro wise. I try to get to like 50% carbs, 20 to 25% is a uh, protein and then about 20, 25% is fats. I don't think that makes a hundred percent. It does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50, 25, 25. You got it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> you got it girl. Um, so so one thing that you and I kind of connected on a little bit, um, because I've definitely felt this way, I've shared it a little bit on the podcast and with my friends, is I know you said you felt like there were times where living the plant-based or the vegan lifestyle was difficult. Mm-hmm. What did what did that look like for you? Or like, what was that experience like? Yeah, I mean, I touched on it like a tad, but it was just a lot of it about the social aspect and for me it was like I said the relationship I was I got in a relationship at the same time I was transitioning to vegan um I think I I, trans- I transitioned to vegan then got in a relationship mm-hmm. and I mean 
yeah, who I was dating was very much meat, meat heavy. So I think it was really challenging to find places. Um, and, and I'm sure, yeah, you can relate just in the sense of trying to be like on a strict diet and being able to like be in those social situations. And so I think that, that was probably the most challenging. That was actually why the main reason I'm not vegan anymore is because it was really difficult to find, you know, it was, it was always in my relationship. It was always like tension, like just around diet for whatever reason. And I, I mean, I'm sure there was problems beyond that, but it was like trying to find a place to eat that we'd both agree on or trying to, or if I'd order something that was vegan and he would make fun of me or something like that, you know? And so I think, yeah. and that was beyond just like relationship. Like some, I had friends too that didn't really agree with that lifestyle choice. Yeah. Which is a challenge. That's hard. That must've been really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm actually, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking about transitioning back uh, after the holidays is my, Okay. Well, I, I told you that, but no. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm okay. So my goal is um, to yeah to start that. I'm I've already started that transition back, but I'm kind of slowly mm-hmm. kind of wean off anything I'm eating that's not plant based and really trying or yeah I'm really trying to uh, cut back on processed food. I think that's the biggest challenge. I'm a snacker. Like I'm the like I'm the worst snacker ever that's kind of my my challenges in general and fitness and mm-hmm. staying healthy and eating I mean I eat healthy snacks but it's still snacks are delicious <laughs> so I don't blame you and processed foods are freaking delicious like the off season I took in 2017 where it was kind of over the summer and I was my calories were so high and I would just eat processed foods because I was like well this will help me hit my numbers easier and mm-hmm. and I can yeah. Um, and man, they don't make you feel good, but yeah. <laughs> like I was just eating them because I was like, well, I can and they're tasty and I'm not going to get to do this on prep. But <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely it's it's everything in moderation, I think. Yeah. But yeah. for you, like what were did you have coping strategies or anything? Because that must have been I just that must have been really hard. That seems like it would be super difficult. I mean, I would hope that at least like I guess I get it with a maybe somebody you're in a relationship with because you're probably spending more time with them mm-hmm. and it probably affects date nights and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But in terms of even just friends having a hard time with it, like how did you cope with that or how did you I, go I, about your day to day? Yeah, I mean, it was really just me, you know, being confident in my decision and and me having those resources backed up of like why I was doing it, knowing mm-hmm. that I was doing it for the right reasons and that, you know, I was, I felt you know, internally so much, so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, just in terms of my health, I, especially when I cut dairy out of my diet completely, yeah. helped so much um, just because I was always, yeah, always feeling sick. Um, and now to this day, I'm, I'm pretty much dairy-free. I occasionally, occasionally have a slip and then regret it because I'll feel sick. But, but yeah, so it, for me, it was just trying, trying to be confident in, in my decision. And I had friends too that, that try will try things like that there was always you know there's lows and highs so I mm-hmm. had friends that would start eating vegetarian or change make some mm-hmm. of those redu- reductions uh, so it was it was back and forth and I think just making bomb like bomb ass vegan meals yummy food like, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> eat this <laughs> right yeah it's like you're gonna miss out if you don't <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and so just trying to be like 
no, this, yeah. is, this, this food's good. This is a good choice. Like, staying confident in what I was doing. Yeah. See, now I'm missing it more. I'm just definitely going to go back. You're going to get amped up. Okay. So, so even more of my questions are like, what, what were your go-to spots when you'd go out to eat? Mm -hmm. What were some of the things you'd love to make Mm -hmm. when you're vegan? Yeah. Um, I mean, around, around here, trying to think of like what the best spots that are not just like solo spots. There's a place called Vegan Pizza. Okay. Down in a, I think it's Garden Grove, technically. It's right by my work now. And they had... Really good vegan pizza. I mean, it's yeah. called that. Um, is it almond cheese that they use on the I pizzas? I think they have, like, a, a number of... I haven't been there in a while, but okay. they have a number of different types of cheeses. Okay. I'd go with you. Yeah, let's We go. should do that. Let's, let's do it. Because <laughs> I'm the same way. Dairy dairy upsets my stomach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I can eat it, but it definitely does not agree with me. Yeah. So. And I think that's true for a lot, a lot of people are lactose yeah. intolerant, I think. And you don't realize it? You don't realize it until you cut it out. Yeah. Like that's, I've, I've shared this story once or twice before my first show prep I did, Mm -hmm. this would have been two years ago. Exactly. Pretty much. So November, 2016 is when I started prep for my first show. I competed Mm -hmm. in February, 2017, 12 weeks of no dairy, no milk, no cheese, no ice cream, no nothing because I was following the strict competition prep diet. It's extremely low fat. And as soon as I was able to eat dairy again, I realized how much it did not agree with me. Mm -hmm. Like after that, I think, and I think I also, I feel like I may have lost my, a little bit of my ability to digest it by taking that three months where I wasn't eating it at all. That's why like, cause basically lactose intolerance is you don't have that enzyme that breaks down lactate and that's the lactase. 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 Yeah. Lactase is the enzyme. Lactose is the sugar. There we go. Yeah. Um, and so thank like, you college right, biology there we go, there we go. <laughs> I still remember one Using thing <laughs> but yeah so I think for me I grew up actually not having a lot of dairy in my diet I never liked milk I never liked I didn't like chocolate I don't know what was wrong with me but I didn't like chocolate growing up Dang. and cheese and any of that so the reason I'm so sensitive is because I think my body just stopped producing yeah. that you know enzyme so it's it's interesting because when I went vegan I kind of had it all good. <laughs> I had to uh, keep the dairy-free aspect because, yeah, it was I was extra sensitive. Um, similar to, I think, with meat and everything, too, when you go back, especially red meat, if you take a hiatus from red meat and then start eating again. Yeah. It, I've heard yeah. a lot of horror stories. <laughs> yeah. No, I had that. I had that, too. I was vegetarian for a long time in high school, and I got severely anemic in my junior year and just I think a lot of activity from sports Mm -hmm. and um just that time in your life and I got prescribed by a doctor I was so fatigued and it made no sense I got so fatigued went to a doctor they found my iron was like off the charts low and they said okay Laura you need to start eating red meat three times a week you need to start taking Mm -hmm. really high iron supplementation every day and that first, like, hamburger or piece of meat, I remember how sick to my stomach I got. Like, yep. I just felt terrible. And it's, mm-hmm. it's the same way. Um, <laughs> I think now I'm eating red meat often enough where it doesn't happen. I mm-hmm. love steak. I love red meat. Um, I don't go crazy with it, but I'm eating it enough where it doesn't happen. But if I do take a break, mm-hmm. that first burger or that first thing, yep. it's not. it does not agree with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Like, I always... When I was transitioning back or when I, I guess when I was fully like cut red meat, 
I think I was like more scared than anything to transition back, to stop, mm-hmm. um, to like start eating red meat again, yeah. or start eating chicken again or anything. Yeah. Cause it was that knowing that piece of it. And also I, a part of it, I was like, I don't even know if it's going to be like actual or if it's just like my mind. Like I would, I would like try a piece of something, um, like I'd have like a piece of bacon. I'd be like, I don't feel good. But I'm like, is that in my head or is that yeah. in reality? So it was hard to kind of decipher. And that was, that was the biggest part when I did transition away from the plant based, away from the vegan. It was me like more scared than anything of like what's gonna happen to my body. What how is it gonna adjust um, to something new that hasn't you know that I haven't eaten in a while. Especially when I when I started because now I do eat chicken occasionally and I think that was a huge transition because I was without chicken for like two and a half years before that happened. Dang. So yeah, it was a long a long time even for that but it but once I got over my fear it was okay and then now I'm gonna go back but yeah (laughs) (laughs) nice so um I want to backtrack a little bit um I still want more of your your favorite vegan spots in the area um I (laughs) I did get excited about the pizza but I also wanted to ask so what were some of I guess what were some of the objections or I guess just blowback you're getting from friends and relationships was it just like the difficulty of finding places to eat and then and then how did they react when you said oh I'm gonna go back to eating meat yeah I think it was a lot of it was just I'm trying to even think like it was it was just like they didn't it didn't make sense to them and I think Mm -hmm. they're like be, and part of it was because I had so many different reasons, kind of like what we touched on. It wasn't just like, oh, I love animals. I don't want to eat animals. I think that mm-hmm. would have made more sense to my friends. Okay. But because it wasn't that, um, it was like, oh, like that you, you're doing it for sustainability or you're doing it for your health. But like it's not meat's healthy. Like look at gains, like whatever, you know, it's yeah. like <laughs> stuff like that. So it, yeah. was, it was more just it didn't make sense to like my partner in the relationship or it didn't make sense to my friends who, you know, were, especially, I think especially like the fit more fitness people because they, that, that protein piece and that, like, it just didn't, it didn't line up. They yeah. Didn't think that I could be healthy while maintaining. Yeah. Lifestyle. Yeah. It's such a part of, if you think of the traditional bodybuilder diet or mm-hmm. fitness diet, meat is a big part of it. It's yeah. a really, typically they're really high protein diets. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you don't see, at least in bodybuilding or a lot of other things, you don't see people at a high level that are vegan. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was looking, I was actually looking it up and, and kind of, I, because I, I follow a few um, vegan bodybuilders. I mean, vegan bodybuilding is a it's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, there are people that do it. There There's are people some, at pros at a high level. Yeah, some um, that are. Um, what's her name? Little Monster, the women's physique competitor. She's vegan now. There is. There was one woman, the first ever, um, never eat meat vegan woman who's IFBB pro. I like wrote it down. Oh, okay. She, she like. We'll have to look her up. Yeah, she. <laughs> she's what in what category? Physique or figure? remember bikini but yeah she's a badass I was like okay you can if that works and that's kind of changing I think that's changing the game um I don't know where it is but I think that's changing the game in sense of our understanding of being able to be plant-based or vegan and still having muscles and still being strong um there's another 
naturally Stephanie that I follow, she's from the UK and she's a big vegan, not, not competitor, but just a fitness like influencer, you know, yeah, uh, on Instagram. So that's, it's kind of changing people's thoughts about it, uh, which is important because I, and I think it's getting more popular. Like you said at the beginning, I mean, people are starting, there's so many diets out there and so people are kind of looking into them for their health benefits. Um, as more research comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if, if you feel this way at all, but I feel like vegan in the last couple of years has gotten kind of a bad rap mm-hmm. where it's almost inter- intertangled with a little bit of people who you could call social justice warriors mm-hmm. um, and this whole concept of, like, virtue signaling and just mm-hmm. I think it gets a bad rap because people think of veganism and they associate it with someone giving them a lecture about yep ethics and telling them yeah. how they should behave a little and I don't know if that was yeah no I something think, you ever experienced I or people when I told people I was vegan they just like just off the bat were like I don't want to I don't want to be lectured <laughs> say I was gonna lecture yeah, you, you know yeah. and I think that was and it was like people wanted to to start a fight or start an argument about it they were yeah. like ready to for me to have to defend myself and I was like that's not but it's because we with humans, we want to categorize people, we want to label people, and we put everything in a box. And technically, vegan, like the difference between vegan and plant-based, is vegan is usually that it's that social justice piece. It's like a pure, a, a real vegan is someone that you know isn't using leather products, isn't um, like anything from animal. It's just in their daily living, like vegan clothing and all that. That's that's oh, usually gosh. under the yeah. category of vegan. Versus plant-based is more that health aspect yeah um but yeah no I think it has I I think that was one of the reasons that it was very difficult because I didn't like Mm -hmm. being put in this box and for a while my in my Instagram I had uh what did it what was it I think I said it wasn't I didn't want to put vegan I put like vegan-ish or uh (laughs) there's a different word I use but it was like yeah half vegan like yeah semi-vegan that's semi-vegan because I didn't like that label of I I wanted some kind of flexibility especially since I'm a huge like mental health advocate and so Mm -hmm. being on a super strict diet as as you know sometimes it can be really hard on your mind you know you're you're constantly kind of fighting your decisions and fighting so I think that was that's huge so I had to add that like semi-vegan category so that yeah it made it easier for me to talk to people but also difficult because when I was like calling myself semi that's when people were like okay you're not even vegan you're just sometimes and I'm like better than better than none I guess was was my mentality um and again just trying to like not have that label because people have such yeah such yeah stereotypes about it that's hard And, and the crazy thing is too is knowing you you seem like one of the most mellow people I've met, and maybe it's because you're a NorCal girl, and that's a stereo- That's a stereotype. <laughs> there you go. Stereotype. But <laughs> and I'm just, just throwing stereotypes, just generalizing. No, I mean you're so you're so laid back and nice. To me, it seems absurd that people would kind of come at you with mm-hmm. a hostile or like an accusatory energy just because yeah. of your diet, because you are so like you're not. Lecture, you've never once given <laughs> off a vibe of, oh, I'm going to lecture you about your diet right. or health or fitness or anything. Yeah. And really, like, I've met so many, because I, I would go to, like, there's a bunch of, like, festivals down here, like the SoCal Veg Fest, um, 
I went to one in Pasadena. Like, I've met mm-hmm. a lot of vegans just yeah. in general. Whenever I hear someone, like, at my gym now that's vegan, I'm, oh, I always like talking about it. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm like, wait. <laughs> I literally, there was, there was someone, like, just trying Do to a buy double a take. And I just, I just heard her say, like, something no me. And I was like, wait, I'm going to interject and talk to yeah. you. Yeah, hi, friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, we, do we just become best friends? Exactly, yeah. And, like, like... Oh, we're all nice. Like, I don't get why why people get so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think this is just my own personal opinion, but I think sometimes people have a hard time understanding, you know, complexities and understanding yeah. that there are different motivations mm-hmm. and everyone is a little bit different. And rather than kind of getting to know someone and having a conversation, it's easy just to stamp labels on people mm-hmm. and say, oh, this person's like that. Oh, I, I've met people like this yeah. or I've heard about people like this, yeah. so I'm just going to assume you're just like that because it's too hard to talk to you. Yeah, and I mean, that's why we categorize. That's why we label it. It takes, the point of it is to get rid of that that step, you know, of, of actually, like, whether it's getting to know someone or, you know, like, we, we categorize, we put, put everything under... Like even at the grocery store, just to make our lives easier. So we'll put bread. Let's let's go to that section just so we can make it easier. And that's the same thing we do with people. We try to put people in categories that we don't want to associate with or that we already have negative stereotypes so that we don't have to discover for ourselves. But then it yeah. gets rid of that connection. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, and especially I think with fitness and health, there's so many nuances and we're always finding out more information. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, it's something I love. I love talking about. Obviously, that's why I'm, I yeah. do this podcast. Is like I love talking about food and health and fitness, and mm-hmm. can geek out on pretty much anything in that arena. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people they want the Reader's Digest version. So yeah. easy, yeah, the easy, quick version of things. Yeah. So then, how did your friends react when you <laughs> first said, "Hey guys, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore"? Right? Like, when what I, what was that like? I just remember like. There were so many, like, when I would post, I think all of a sudden I started posting, like, I think it was, like, chicken and on my Instagram story, and everyone was like, wait, what's, is that fake chicken? Is that, that looks real. <laughs> that looks like chicken. You know, yeah, it's like. that looks too good to be true. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> exactly. And so I think it was a lot of just shock, um, especially since it was, since I did post a lot about, like, vegan uh, recipes and stuff like that mm-hmm. on Instagram. So I think a lot of people were just like, wait, you're not doing this anymore? And then um, and once the ones that gave me more crap about it like were, were happier. Um, but some of them, I think some, like my, I remember my roommate uh, almost being like, not mad, but just like thinking that I went back because like, because of the stress of the relationship. Like she was like, oh, you're only like starting to eat meat again because you know, he's making you kind of thing. And so that was some of the, some of the perspectives, I think, too. And it, yeah, it surprised a lot of people. But for me, it was, it, it was, again, that label. It was like, oh, now you're not. And I was like, I'm still going to eat. Like, it, it wasn't like all of a sudden I went from not eating any meat to eating meat every day, you know. It was, it was still me, still basically keeping like a vegan lifestyle mm-hmm. just incorporating some of yeah. these and working up to it yeah so how did you respond to friends or <laughs> you know curious social media followers <laughs> who are asking ignored. who are asking about this really <laughs> I mean it was just um well so part of the reason that I part of the reason why I did it was because um 
well, there's, there's a number of things, but I think I felt like I was making, um, choices. Like if I went to a, if I went out to eat, right. And there was sandwiches and the only options for sandwich was like a cheese sandwich or like a turkey club. And I would always choose, I would like, if I wasn't being vegan, like I would still choose if I like needed to eat, you know, I would Mm -hmm. choose that like cheese sandwich and then Mm -hmm. I would feel sick. And so that was kind of why I started incorporating chicken again because I was like I can make those okay there were more options situations it was easier to be dairy free and eating some meat in those kind of social situations and eating out than it was to be uh fully vegan or vegetarian um yeah so that and that was kind of how I responded I was basically telling and plus I was having a lot of difficulty with the protein piece Mm-hmm. So I, I, my way of defending myself was that I was doing it for my health because I was struggling a little bit um, and needed to kind of change my, my mm-hmm. diet um, because I was lacking in protein. And then I was also, whenever I would break the vegan, it would be to have something that was dairy and then I would get sick. Gotcha. And so yeah. I was like, I'd rather That's break, no fun. <laughs> break the vegan to eat chicken and then not get sick, you know? So yeah, Absolutely. That was kind of it. But, yeah, people people were surprised. Um, yeah. For sure. And I just kind of explained why and still still supported the whole, like, you know, try to reduce as much as you can. Like, I was like, I'm still trying to reduce. And I still believe that, you know, vegan can be good for people um, or plant-based can be something that, you know, can have positive positive effects. But it's not, not for everyone. And it's not always the most sustainable when it comes to health and working out and stuff like that yeah or just even eating like even if you're not following a vegetarian or a vegan diet just eating more plants Mm -hmm. every day is a good thing oh you know very few people actually get enough vegetables yeah um i think for optimal health the recommendation is something like five cups of vegetables you know granted if you're doing greens if you cook your greens Mm -hmm. a half a cup counts as a cup but very very few people actually eat that yeah no people don't eat enough that's like what I recommend to all my clients. I'm like, mm-hmm. when they ask for advice, I'm like, just eat a lot of veggies. Like, just eat vegetables. And they're filling and they're good for you. Like, but a lot of people don't. Um, or the reaction is, I don't like vegetables. Yeah. I'm like, well, eat some you said you wanted to be healthy. <laughs> right? So I'm telling you right. <laughs> what my like, best advice is. My post the other day that was just like, I said like, eat, eat stuff you like like that's that is a huge thing but so yeah if you don't if you again categorizing i don't like vegetables there's got to be like one vegetable you like and just eat it at least yeah but i think that is yeah that's that's kind of a challenge i think also a challenge was um in terms of macros when you go vegetarian vegan you eat a lot more carbs um and i think that's kind of a big challenge people face just because when you're taking out you know meat all that that leaves you with a lot like a lot of my dishes were you know pasta mm-hmm. or um like like Fruit. sandwiches like just stuff that's just mostly you know mostly bread or mostly some sort of carbs yeah um that's that's a huge thing that people don't really like about about going vegetarian yeah or even things like um you know beans and stuff where mm-hmm. people think like oh this is my protein source and stuff they have about as much carbs as they do protein. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they are for, you know, a vegetable or a plant. They are high in protein. Yeah. But they also have quite a bit of carbs. And so I think people sometimes um, 
they go to live the vegetarian lifestyle or the vegan lifestyle mm-hmm. and they're kind of overestimating how much protein they think they're eating because yeah. stuff like that is actually a lot carbier than yeah. they may realize. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of those like quick assumptions like, yeah, beans are protein. But if you're only, if that's your only source of protein, yeah, it's like, well, they're like, low... you know, maybe they're like 40% protein yeah. and <laughs> yeah, exactly. how much of them are you eating a day? Are you eating yeah. a whole can in a meal? Cause that's probably the same as a serving of chicken breast mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And you have to look at how much, um, protein. cause I mean, there's a lot of like plant-based like foods that are high in protein, like spinach, but how much do you have to eat in order to exactly equivalent? Yeah, do you have to like equivalent? eat like an elephant where you're just eating bushels of, <laughs> yeah, <just laughs> of green veggies? On, on kale and spinach, you know? Totally. Because yeah. um, you still want to enjoy what you're eating. You don't want to, like, that's the thing. I try, I tried not to just, you know, eat to eat. Like, I like, I like food. I want to enjoy my food. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the thing too. Definitely. And, and for you this time around, what do you think you will do differently or what are you anticipating doing differently since you said struggling with the protein maybe was a little bit of yeah. the motivation or just the ease of living the lifestyle? What, yeah. what are you going to do differently this time around? I think, I mean, I feel like now I have, I know more about like different products and different um, options to eat. And I think... Before, when I, when I first transitioned, I wasn't really eating out very much. I was cooking a lot, and that's why the relationship kind of switched things up and made it difficult. And I think right now I don't really eat out that much, so I'm just going to definitely incorporate more um, of those, like, you know, spinach and high-protein veggies, but then also have a variety. I think before I was eating very much the same thing every day. Um, and so now I really want to, like, try to switch it up. There's also a lot of... There's more products, like vegan products, that are coming out at, like, I shop at Trader Joe's mostly, um, and they have, like, a lot of, even, like, frozen vegan items or just vegan substitutes. And every day, I feel like the, those aisles and those shelves are getting uh, bigger and bigger. So just really focusing more on eating those whole foods, that's what, what I'm hoping to change because I think trying to stay away from all the processed items that don't have any protein in them or I don't know. I don't know if that really answered the question. <laughs> no, I mean, it sounds like you kind of have, you have in your mind some, some strategies yeah. that will help you. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to try. Yeah. <laughs> what are, what are, again, so vegan pizza was one. What are some of your other favorite go-to spots when you go out to eat? Yeah. Veggie grill is super good. I love, um, I like veggie grill yeah, a lot. Veggie grill yeah. is good. There's like a lot of, a lot of those around. Um, trying to think like all my like vegan spots I'm thinking about are like dessert like hug life have you ever been there no what is that ice cream Ooh. <laughs> it's vegan ice cream Ooh. it's soy based though they might have like a couple okay. of coconut because that's the thing the soy the soy conversation too I know that a lot of people um creamistry over here does coconut ice cream do they yeah. well um, so that's vegan right <laughs> yeah 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 it totally is I don't know how I know that but <laughs> Yeah, by the triangle, if you guys ever go to Creamistry where they do the liquid nitrogen, yeah. you can do a coconut base. Just mm-hmm. FYI. FYI. <laughs> I know, right? All the all the unhealthy things. Oh my gosh. There's a place called Aaron McKenna's in LA area that has cupcakes that are but those those are like no refined sugar, they're wow. gluten free, vegan, all the things. Okay. 
Um, it's right next to the one in Large Mines, right next to Salt and Straw, which is a normal ice cream place, but they have, like, one vegan, one coconut-based okay. ice cream uh, that is so, so good. And they actually, the Salt and Straw is coming to Disneyland, downtown Disney. Ooh. I don't know if it's opened yet. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. It opened. I need to go. <laughs> I'm going to Disney the day. I'm doing a... Um... We're doing a girls' day the day after my second show. If you want to come in Ooh, December, yes. yeah, I'll give you the deets. Yeah, after your second show. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, so I can eat there. and drink, and <laughs> I sent yeah. out I sent out the calendar invite today, and I was like, watch Laura pig out on food and get wasted after one beer. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, that, speaking of Disney, um, I have I have like a blog too that I've not been consistent. I'm trying to get back into it. Um, it was like the second I bought my domain, I linked in it. I stopped like using my blog, but like I set it up and then, but I do have a vegan at Disneyland blog post. Ooh, okay. So if you are. We'll share it. We'll share the link yeah, for that. Yeah, share the link Perfect. for that. Yeah. Cause Perfect. there's, I mean, it's from when I worked for Disney and would go there all the time, but they're, they have a lot. I mean, Dole Whip. Oh, Dole Whip. Yeah, like, it's the the pineapple soft yeah. serve for people who don't know what that is. And there's that's coming so up. So yummy. That used to be like only a Disney thing, but there's a lot of places that sell it now. Yeah. Um, I've only had it. I had it at the Dole Plantation in Hawaii. That's the only oh time no, I've had that's it. like legit. Yeah, but I didn't know that was a thing. And then I heard about yeah. it here and I was like, oh, that stuff is really good. Yeah, because there's, I mean, you can also even get it if you're at Disney, but not going in or whatever. It's at like the hotel side okay. of it. There's a spot that has it. Okay. Um, and they do it with the rum in it too. Ooh, <laughs> I also extra bad. I think they had it at the OC Fair this yeah, year. Yeah, I think so. In the summers. Yeah, it's yeah they did they did I remember seeing it. Yeah. Because I was, I think yeah OC Fair, OC Fair is always so difficult to be uh, vegan. vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, I got I remember one year I got like a avocado taco fried avocado taco but it was okay. just like there was no I couldn't put any like dressing on it it was just like lemon but it, it worked it was good but it, yeah. it was hard and like corn but you gotta make sure they're not using butter and yeah all those all those little things that people don't think about when you're butter eggs yeah it's hard like I hate being high maintenance at, at restaurants but I am I always have to oh be girl high girl I'm high maintenance at restaurants <laughs> actually um do you know do you know Mary Tran yeah, yeah, On yeah. Instagram. Um, yes. So she's a good, yes, she's a good friend of mine. And she did for her birthday last year, she did brunch. We had a group of probably like 12 to 15 bikini girls for her. Bikini, yeah. yeah. And we were joking before. <laughs> we're, we're, we're like, funny. we're like the waiter, waitress is about to hate their lives right now. <laughs> we're like going around the table. Yeah, I want an omelet with three egg whites, one whole egg, no cheese, no butter, no oil, half a cup of spinach. <laughs> and then the next person's like, okay, so I want the scramble, but no eggs. <laughs> oh gosh, I can only imagine that would be. Yeah. I guess, yeah. And that's, that's the thing that's even, I think, more difficult than being vegan, uh, because since veganism is getting more popular, I've noticed, like, even this morning, I was like, oh, I'm going to be high maintenance. I'm going to do that. And then she's like, oh, and you want the veggie sausage and this. Because I think she, when I said I'm going to be high maintenance, she already assumed uh-huh. that I wanted something vegan <laughs> just based on, because they had nothing on the menu. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make make this work. And so I feel like that is that might be a little bit easier because people understand it. Though sometimes when I'm like, I don't want this, like, oh, I'm like now that I'm dairy-free, but eat meat that's hard for people to understand because I'll be like okay I want this but no 
sour cream, no butter, no this, no this, no like, but you still want the chicken or you still want the, the meat in there and that kind of throws people off. Yeah. Well, if you tell, I mean, what you can always do, and I have no objection with this, I will lie when I'm placing say orders if I need to, or just say, yeah. you say you're lactose intolerant. Yeah. People get it. Yeah. Okay. No butter. Yeah. Like yeah. very simple. That, or that um, Or I've even, I had a nutritionist tell me this once. This is really bad, but I had a nutritionist tell me this once, like when you travel demanding, um, like a mini fridge in your room and just say you have diabetes. Like that's what, that's what oh they told God. me to say. They're like, just say you're diabetic yeah. and they'll give you a fridge yeah. if you need one. Um, and that's so yeah, that's maybe <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes feel bad, but it's like, I'll say, or I just honestly at this point, like I've done this for long enough. Like I do not feel guilty ordering. I'm just really clear. Like I'll just say, Oh, I want this, but know this, know this, know this, and make sure they get it. Um, Traveling is interesting, too, because I feel like, because I was, I was vegetarian in, well, I was, my diet was all over the place, but I studied abroad for four months, and that was challenging, just trying to get, um, to explain, like, not having dairy or not having meat and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, And I had friends that had had legit allergies, and they struggled, too, with that, with that aspect, but... Where were you traveling? Um, all over Europe. And then I've traveled just, I think, in the States as well. And I think it's interesting to see how people... I will never forget being... Was it, I think I was in Boston Airport. And I ordered I ordered something vegetarian. And I still... I got it with, like, a meat patty. And I was, like, so upset. Because, like, the lady had heard me. Like, it was... She was kind of, like, you want this without... Like, you want this, like, sausage sandwich but no sausage. So you just want, like... A normal sandwich or something like that like she like uh-huh. gave me sass and then I ended up getting it and it had the meat patty and I was just so so upset and I think certain places different from California I think California it's more understood more yeah there's more people here so many of us with our special snowflake yeah, diets yeah, that exactly. <laughs> they're used you to go us somewhere else and they're just like what? wait what what's the avocado yeah. what do you want <laughs> where are you from oh you're from California okay this makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> the labeling again <laughs> yeah, I think you just have to be kind of unapologetic and, yeah. and clear about what you want. And yeah. and especially now, I notice a lot more there's the, you know, the vegan or the gluten-free labels on menus mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it does make it easier. Yeah, yeah, it definitely makes it easier. I'm, I mean, grocery shopping is always fun because I feel like I spend so much time, like, checking the back mm-hmm. and, like, making sure that there's no. And I always get, I'm like, when it says may contain milk, I'm like, what? Man, how do you, why don't you know? Like, yeah, I think that, that it's happening less, but it's still that problem. Well, I think that is more of a liability issue yeah. that they have to put on there because these food handling and processing plants. Yeah, when they're, they're sharing the they're same, same space, they can't, you know, if somebody were to get sick, it's all the same space. And yes, they're probably cleaning and sanitizing everything, mm-hmm. but they cover their own butts yeah. by putting stuff like that on yeah. there. Yeah, usually it says, like, manufactured in a facility that... With, like, tree nuts, tree nuts or, or like yeah. That. Or, like, milk, they do that too, but... Yeah. Some of the labels um, are very interesting. And, like, looking at... I know I have a post, a blog post about, like, vegan candy and, like, looking into that <sighs> and just yeah. knowing that there's so much candy that's, or, like, is like, vegetarian, like, mm-hmm. that's not vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Or organic candy. Or organic candy. Stuff like that. Stuff like that on food labels kind of is one of my pet peeves like <laughs> things that are marketed to look healthier than they are yeah. so for example organic candy okay yeah. it's just as bad for you yeah, um not. you know the effects of pesticide which is the only thing you'd really have to think about from yeah. the sugar cane i guess is a little bit unknown we don't really know what the long-term effects of that are 
um, but like organic candy. Yeah. Um, and then the price is like double and people will yeah, buy it because people it's, buy it's it. healthy. But it's like, no, it's just yeah. as bad as whatever Snickers or whatever candies yeah. you're going to buy. Um, and then all natural is another one that kills oh, me yeah. because all natural is a statement that's not evaluated by the FDA. Mm. So you can find a nice little clip art of a leaf and some green font and splash like all natural and make the label like really nice and, um, you know, very clean looking yeah, yeah. and people will automatically think the food item is healthier for them mm. when that label literally means nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's how the food industry is. It's bad. <laughs> We're marketing to people that want to be healthier, but yeah, not in the right way. <laughs> yeah, or just for, it's it's unfortunate because the people who, um, you know, are trying to make healthier choices, but mm-hmm. maybe are not educated enough, mm-hmm. don't realize what any of that means. And so it's like they're in some ways a little deceived by the labels. Like yeah. they're doing their best. They're, you know, Try, consciously, ch- labels, consciously trying yeah. to choose something that's healthier, but... Stuff like that, it makes it mm-hmm. muddies the water for consumers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the unfortunate thing about the industry. And a lot of a lot of my clients will ask me questions about like how to read a nutrition label and how to, you know, what should I be avoiding? Um, and there's you know there's so so much marketing in which they're putting that like low fat or low sugar, but they're using all these sugar substitutes. And we you know it's it's like trying it, it overcomplicates. Um, food, which is why I just am like, eat as many vegetables, eat it, and you know, that mm-hmm. makes it less complicated. Eating things that aren't, that don't have labels at all because yeah, exactly, yeah, it's as simple <laughs> as eat from the outside of the grocery store, yeah. like yeah. avoid the, avoid the aisles, yeah, and get I think, the, get the meat or the, you know, eggs or whatever, the fresh stuff, get the produce, mm-hmm. like the stuff you're going to find on the outside is where the healthy fresh fruit is and the inside aisles are all the processed shit that you don't exactly. want in your body. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah, you may need to go to the grocery store more often if you're doing that, but it takes away the time from reading a label at least. Yeah. You're spending that extra extra time looking at the label when you're in those middle sections. So just shop from outside and get get as much real food, whole foods as you can, you know. That's... Yeah. And to your earlier point, I I think and a lot of the science is starting to show that there is a much bigger link between eating well and nutrition and your mm-hmm. mental well-being yes. as well. Yeah. And for me, I noticed the same same thing you mentioned. Like I had a period of my life where I was, I would say skinny fat is what I always called mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still, you know, a small dress size, but I was unhealthy. You look at the pictures mm-hmm. of me now and then, and it's totally different yeah. even though I was the same weight. Yeah. And I felt, I felt bad about myself. I didn't feel good mentally and mm-hmm. eating cleaner had a huge change on just my anxiety level, my stress level throughout the day, how I felt about myself. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't recognize that. Yeah, definitely. It's something that, I mean, mental health is something that's not talked about as much as it should be just in general. And I think, I mean, there are a lot of studies coming out. I'm doing my, I'm, I'm, I haven't mentioned it, but I'm in my master's program right now for social work. And my thesis, my capstone project of research is, going to be on looking at the mental health. It's actually, I'm doing health behaviors, positive health behaviors. So I'm looking at healthy eating, uh, sleeping, how many hours of sleep. And then I'm also looking at that physical activity and how that affects depression, self-esteem and self-efficacy. And I think that's the huge, huge thing that working out um, and eating healthy gives you. It gives you that self-esteem, that self-efficacy that you're actually have control over your choices Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what's super important how it kind of affects mental health 
But yeah, there I definitely. It's interesting though, because like you had said, the same weight. Like I, when I started my journey, I'm I'm almost to the same weight, but my distribution of fat and muscle mass is yeah. like totally, totally changed. Swapped. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so crazy. I think when I first stepped on the scale, and I was like, wait, this is like one, like one of my starting weights. Like this is back back in the day. I'm at the same weight, but I'm look way different. It's kind of that that skinny fat, or just yeah the how your fat is deposited depending on the foods you're eating. And I think that plays a big, big part. But, yeah. 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 And the working outs, all that, it's a, it's a, such a huge confidence builder. And I think one thing I'm curious to learn more about, because there's a lot of studies specifically on the gut and mm-hmm. which is where your serotonin gets produced. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the studies on how what you're eating affects your gut microbiome, which then affects your mental health mm-hmm. And how you're just your mental well-being day to day, because that's one thing I always try to impress upon people when they ask me questions about why I do what I do or how I'm fitting so much crap into the same day or yep. into a week. And, <laughs> and the secret like the secret is, is like when you're eating really healthy mm-hmm. and you're putting a premium on taking care of yourself, your health, your nutrition, your fitness, your sleep, you feel good. Mm-hmm. every day like yeah. I wake up every day even if I got one bad night of sleep I still feel pretty dang good like I feel good I feel confident I feel happy yeah. um and granted I'm the type of person where I'm trying to make the choices to be that way but there's such a big difference just in terms of stress anxiety how I'm feeling compared to when I used to eat crappy mm-hmm. processed foods or even if I just have a week where I fall off or something mm-hmm. like I'm in off season I fall off and I'm eating crappy foods all of a sudden I'll think like, why am I feeling so anxious or why am mm-hmm. I feeling like a little off? And then it literally just, as I clean my diet up, I notice the change. Yeah. And granted it, it could be a little placebo effect, but. Yeah. I think it's also like, I, like that happened to me, I think a couple of weeks ago, I kind of fell off in terms of less, less diet, but more like working out and stuff. And I just felt not myself. And so, and part of that, I guess is you know, the physical effects, but as well as, you know, mental, like I'm so used to being so on top of, of everything when it comes to eating healthy, working out. And so when that's thrown off, it kind of throws me off in all my departments of life and just not, yeah, I think the anxiety level tends to go up and, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy how, how we, we definitely notice those things. And I think a lot of people don't, they don't even, they don't even think about it. And at the end of their day, they'll go to work and be super tired at the end of the day and not realizing that once they start incorporating those healthier lifestyles, mm-hmm. you're going to feel more energized and for, more motivated. Yeah. Um, just getting them to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. The hardest part, I think, is making a change. Mm-hmm. Whether you're active or you're step. inactive, changing what you're doing is the hard part. So if you're inactive and you're trying to get healthy, that first week or couple weeks is mm-hmm. going to be rough. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to force yourself to get to the gym even when you don't want to, even when you're tired. But you'll feel better mm-hmm. once you stick you with it for run, a couple yeah. weeks. And same thing, you know, a healthy, athletic, fit person like you, you took a week or two off of working out, you would not feel like yourself. You'd probably feel like, what do I do with this time? Yeah. Like, my routine is off. I yeah. feel weird. People, um, that's, people ask me all the time, like, how, yeah, how do you work out, like, five days a week? How do you do that when you have, especially my classmates, um, they're always like, how do you fit that in your schedule? And I'm like, 
do you brush your teeth every day? Do you do this every day? You know, it's like, you yeah. sh- do you shower like every that's day? That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of how I look at it. For me, fitness is such a priority, and I think that's where people struggle. They don't see it that way, and I think that's, for, for me, yeah, working out is like brushing my teeth, and so, you know, how do you feel when you don't brush your teeth one day? You feel gross, You right? feel shitty. And that's how I feel when I don't work out sometimes. I'm just like... Oh gosh, yeah. Like so, I, that's usually the perspective I try to try to help people see is is it's not all about that priority. Yeah. And everything in life. I mean, eating healthy, fitness, trying to you know maintain multiple jobs, and you know it's it's all about your priorities. And I I think if you're more confident in yourself and healthy and you're and believe in your choices, then you're going to be more motivated to fit so much stuff in your schedule and still maintain that getting sleep and you know yeah all that sleep sleep is hard sometimes (laughs) it is but it's yeah it's an investment that pays you back because when other people are getting tired from the end of their work day you know you and I are still feeling good Mm -hmm. I'm leaving my work day being like all right it's gym time I'm pumped up it's gym time and then I get to go eat and enjoy the rest of my evening Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a great night yeah. Um, and, and people who don't do it, they just don't know yeah. until it's a, until you make that lifestyle change. You don't really know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we wrap up, I definitely wanted to ask you, what are some of your favorite vegan recipes? I know you said you used to share a lot on your social media and mm-hmm. stuff like that. What were some of your favorite things to cook? Yeah, I, well, I'm all about, I think time. So I try, I try to be as like efficient in the kitchen as possible so some of my favorite things that I do um is I'll just I'll get a baking sheet and I'll just throw I like doing uh, what is it garbanzo beans uh sweet potatoes sweet potatoes are like I love yum I love potatoes (laughs) um sweet potatoes I'll do broccoli um and then I'll do some like brown rice just on the stove top and so I'll do a bunch of bunch of different vegetables um and throw in some tofu as well and bake some tofu. That's kind of, that was always like my go-to thing because that was, that was easy. I just threw it all. I would meal prep. I'd make enough to last the week. Um, I also love avocados. So I would do, I would do a lot of, um, a lot of uh, tacos. So I would do just getting some whole wheat flour uh, tortillas. Whole wheat flour, those are whole wheat tortillas. Um, (laughs) And then I would do like, brown rice, black beans, um, cut up some tomatoes, avocado. I really want to get an air fryer because now I'm like fried avocado. Ooh. Air, did you, you try that? have air fryers? I have one. You have one? I have one. Actually, if we have some time, I've got some sweet potatoes. We can make some. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It makes them so good. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. that's Those are definitely, yeah, definitely throwing avocados and everything is just I mean we're, we're so California but that's like <laughs> they're delicious and the thing is okay being from because I'm from the Midwest oh, yeah, where yeah, um, right. <laughs> if you ever like I posted a meme yesterday that was like I can't go to the gym tonight because the yes. avocado I bought last Thursday will be right between 8 and 8 15 yep. p.m. <laughs> I literally was driving was that I was driving this morning when uh-huh. we were driving back from San Diego I read it out loud to my boyfriend I was like <laughs> this is great yeah and <laughs> so when you're when you're not from California, um, California. yeah, or you're not you're not living in California. Avocados are so much more expensive. They're so much mm-hmm. um, 
harder to come by and they're never right because they're getting them from shipped in from far away. Mm-hmm. So the Midwest in the winter, like mm-hmm. the summer is a lot better, but the in the winter, avocados are tiny. They're like this big and they're about $5 each. And they are hard as a rock. And you just put it on your counter and you just like patiently wait and wait and wait and wait. And like four or five days later, maybe it's ripe. But if you miss it, (laughs) then like the next day it's brown. And you're like, I just spent $5 (laughs) and my hopes and dreams for this week of eating that yummy avocado and it's gone. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the worst thing. And that's not as much of a problem here because I feel like no because they're they're grown not that far away yeah Yeah. they're not that expensive i mean no they're not expensive and they're ripe yeah you go to the grocery store most of them like you can kind of tell or you get like the little mini i like um Mm -hmm. especially for this this prep i've been getting the bags of the little mini ones Mm -hmm. because one mini one is like roughly the number of ounces i needed for fats for Mm -hmm. one of my meals so it was like perfect um and you know and you could i could kind of tell like okay today i'll grab this one because this one seems ripe and Mm -hmm. i could you know it would last me for like a week but Yeah, California California is much more conducive to the fitness yes. and health lifestyle. So yes. I try to always uh, stay stay grateful and stay appreciative from from yeah. where I came from. There's also like yeah, and there's so many good products coming out there. Have you ever tried any of those meat substitute the burger substitutes? I have Beyond Meat Burger. I recently I started that buying that. That okay. one because Impossible Burger I've had at okay. eating out a lot, and the Beyond Meat Burger. Um, so freaking good like it, what's it made out of i i don't even know okay. it's like, but it's, it's one of those that like legit um it's not like a normal like veggie patty that's made up of like vegetables or stuff like that it's like one of the burgers that bleeds okay um it comes it's like they're pretty expensive it's like six dollars for these two but they're okay. like amazing Ooh. like it's so we it's kind of we it's kind of scary how how like um realistic it is or how like, okay like real meat cool it is. but it's they're they're so good um high in protein pretty high in fat though as well but i usually will do that with like a um lettuce wrap like I'll okay like lettuce yeah i'm wondering rolls. maybe there's some nuts or something in there for yeah, like ju- lo- juiciness when i i was there was like a week where i was i was or not week a month where i was eating like a lot of it and i remember looking it up and yeah some, some whatever they do I think it's some, like, food science stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or they could be using some healthy oils or something like maybe. that, too. I mean, I would think if it's kind of coming out juicy, they've mm-hmm. got to be adding some type of oil or, like, healthy fat yeah, or nut. That makes it, like, I don't know. Bleed and... I'm curious. Okay. Yeah. Maybe send me the link and I can I can share it, yeah. too. Yeah, definitely. I'm totally curious. Yeah, no, I I will definitely do that because it's, it's a good option, yeah. I think. I mean... Once you're done with the... <laughs> yes, once I'm done with crap, which is not that far away. You're almost there. I'm almost there. So today is, what, the 18th? So I'm going to be done in less than a month. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. I got lots of lots of big plans for what I'm going to eat. <laughs> that's, that's usually... I always, yeah. Yeah, I remember my first first time seeing a competition, just seeing everyone getting eating donuts at the end. I know. And- Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite one of my favorite things to cook is a vegetarian and could be vegan recipe. Um, so my mom and I were we were vegetarian for a big part of when I was in high school and, mm-hmm. and even part of middle school. And she used to make these really amazing black bean tostadas, mm-hmm. where you basically cook and you can just use out of a can like black beans and you you know get some garlic and some onions mm-hmm. and you use a ton of cumin. And then also fresh orange and fresh orange juice. And you cook the beans in with that. 
you kind of mash them a little bit, you throw in some fresh tomatoes, you mash that a little bit, and it makes this really yummy, amazing, you know, black bean base because yeah. the orange and the cumin and some salt and pepper and garlic, it just tastes so good together and you wouldn't really expect it. It yeah. tastes really, really good. And then you can tostadas, you know, basically you're just taking a tortilla, brushing it with oil and either frying it or mm-hmm. you can bake it in the oven for less calories and then we used to top it with like fresh guac. Yes. You could do some cheese. We yeah. would do cheese. Um, and then, you know, like some fresh pico, some lettuce mm-hmm. and just incredible. Um, and I've made that. I've made that for friends. I've made that like on dates before yes. because it is so tasty. Sounds, um, sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So that's one thing I'm actually kind of missing too. Um, I'm definitely excited to cook that again and have that because and it actually it's one of those recipes where it's great as leftovers. Yeah. So you can make a bunch that's, of it and then have it for lunches. That's always like the good thing finding recipes that aren't just good like in the moment but that you can, you know, pack up and have for the next few days and I think that that's why like I I use like the beefless beef at um Trader Joe's and I will do that. I'll make like a meal of it, like I'll make like tacos or something with mm-hmm. it, but then I'll use all the extra to like meal prep other stuff. Yeah. Um, cause you can't really meal prep tacos, but you can still use different yeah. pieces to, yeah. to put, I mean, I've done, tacos. I've done, if you put them on the side, right? yeah, if you pack your tortilla separate, mm-hmm. I have done that. I've meal prepped like lettuce wraps mm-hmm. as meal prep where you can just kind of, you know, keep the lettuce sort of separate yeah. and then your meat or whatever your meat substitute. Yeah. And then you heat that up and then yeah. kind of make your, make your yeah, tacos. I've, had, I've actually seen my old coworker did something like that with, um, it was like something sorizo because they have sorizo at a lot of places now too. Ooh, like, sorizo. Yeah, sorizo. Yeah, I've got it before. I did it. Oh with dang! A, did with tofu one time, like okay. a scramble. With yeah, it's it pretty good. But yeah, she did something like that where she just heated it up and then had the tortillas because that was. I mean, that's that's the the nice thing when you have other friends that are like vegetarian or vegan that will go yeah. out because I because I love I love like going out to eat and mm-hmm. so especially when I was vegan, it's like I want to go out to eat but like you're not gonna want to eat at this like vegan ice cream place and so I would have like certain friends that I would yeah you could head up yeah purposely hit up and be like hey let's let's try this (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah yeah and it's good it's good to have a support system too um I definitely feel you there yeah especially I mean yeah for dieting and for anything competing I mean I I feel like that's a huge Yeah. Yeah. Support system is huge because yeah, it's like, I always joke about this, like, you know, friends or dating or anything. It's like when you're in prep or you're just, if you're really serious, like this last year, I was so serious about my diet and eating. Mm -hmm. And, um, I joke that I have social anxiety and I I can't go to bars anymore because (laughs) I'm just, I haven't been to them in so long. (laughs) Um, even though I like had my big party phase not that long ago, um, in my twenties, but um, you know, people will find out like, oh, Laura doesn't eat or drink. Okay. I've got other friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can date another girl. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. not <laughs> yeah. like they don't care that much. Yeah. So having, having a good support system of people who do actually want to spend time with you or who are willing to be considered mm-hmm. enough to do things you want to do is, is really important. Yeah. And I think, yeah, going, it's the difference between going like the easy route, like, yeah, I'll just find, I'll find someone else to hang out with mm-hmm. if I can't. Yeah. Versus actually genuinely caring yeah. and, and wanting to spend time with people for them as people, not just for the convenience of yeah, the situation. Exactly. You know? Um, and I think, yeah, building that support system is so, so important. Um, it's one of the questions I mean, I ask when I do 
when I'm meeting new clients, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, are you doing this for yourself? How does, you know, how does your husband feel about it? Or how, you know, like, are they eating, are they eating crap too? Cause that's going to make it, um, difficult. And so trying to get as many people in that close network involved, um, especially when it comes to maintenance, cause it's, it's like so many, so that's a huge epidemic right now with the amount of people that are overweight and obese and in the U.S. Um, especially, and I think even people that lose that weight, it's it's hard to keep keep that weight off. And I think having that support system is super important um, in that sense because yeah, I feel like a lot a lot of people in relationships too that get in a relationship and then they're start eating out all the time and so it's it's good to have yeah you get you get fat and happy which is fine (laughs) like it's good you're happy in your relationship but yeah I mean people do tend to gain weight yeah when they get in a relationship when they get married Mm -hmm. very very common (laughs) the the statistics show it yeah so yeah yeah so for you what advice would you give for anyone who's thinking about going vegetarian vegan going plant-based knowing what you know now yeah I mean I think just, I mean, like that support system, but, you know, knowing, knowing, being confident in that choice and knowing the, the outcomes. And I think when you're first trying to decide what is best for you, it's, there's so, like we said, there's so many different diets out there. So kind of, you know, not trying them all, but, you know, see, seeing what is best um, for your goals, uh, doing the research, being confident in, you know, your, your decision, because at the end of the day, it's your life. Um, I think that that is like the biggest part is, you know, not letting what other people think affect your choices. This is, it's your life. And if you want to choose a certain lifestyle, then own that. Um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing. And and knowing that you don't need to be labeled. I think, um, like we were saying, we live in this society of categorizing and, um, being okay with being somewhere in between and being on more of a spectrum when it comes to diet because it fits your needs um, is super important. And that's something that I've learned and continue to learn um, while while in this in this industry and while while making my own changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that just comes back to confidence. I think yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. just being confident in your choice, like you said. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, um, what what's next for you, Michelle? Well, I... <laughs> you're doing that. You're, you've got a lot going on. You're doing your master's. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing my master's. I'm going to have that in like six months. So Yay! May, I graduate, awesome. Graduating May. I'm getting um, yeah, my master's in social work. And so uh, like you know, we talked about mental health a lot. I'm a huge advocate for both mental and physical health. Um, I'm going to start applying for places. And I'm really looking for somewhere where I can do both. I really want to combine um, my passion for physical health and mental health together, which is why that's what I'm doing my research on. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now it's kind of like I'm working, I'm working at the gym, I'm doing personal training. I also recently got certified for group based personal training. Awesome. So I'm doing group classes, um, which I'm stoked about. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I gotta find, I gotta find a real job soon. So that's gonna be, <laughs> that's gonna be fun. But I'm gonna, you continue. got this girl. Yeah. You're such a hard worker. I try, I try. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And you're still doing promo work too, a little promo, bit here yeah. and there. Yeah. I'm still doing promo stuff. Um, still, yeah. 
still doing it. I, I mean, you're killing it, girl. I was dog sitting. I'm not dog sitting too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're killing it. And and your Instagram is so inspirational. Like I was looking at your post yesterday of just like beasting it on the hanging leg hanging raises. Hanging yeah. yeah, you're killing it. So <laughs> yeah, so I'll continue to post um, definitely. So shout it's at shout keep it fit. We'll put it. We'll share it. Yeah, we'll so share, people we'll can share, find you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here. That is it for this episode of Bikini Things. Don't forget to go on iTunes and subscribe, rate, review so you get all the latest episodes. Thank you guys so much for listening. That's it. <laughs>